Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your host, Max McGuire. Welcome back. Second hour of the podcast. Welcome all Facebook refugees, whether you're watching on DLive, Twitch, or conservative-daily.com. Apologies. We don't know what's going on with Facebook. Facebook locked Josh, Mr. Producer Josh, out. Um, won't let him in, saying that there's an error within our streaming software. Not quite sure what is going on, but Facebook is down. Um, conveniently, also the same day that DLive is not letting a lot of people donate lemons to us. Some people can donate lemons. Some people aren't allowed to. Not quite sure. I, I imagine it's because we put the word gun in the title and they don't want people to be able to donate um, to videos about guns. Um, we're, this isn't about guns. This is more about just gun policy. Um, but lots of things. So welcome all Facebook refugees watching on conserve-daily.com, DLive, and Twitch. A very important reason for you all to, to go to those four different places where we're live and just to add it to your favorites, add it to your bookmarks, because sometimes things happen. We go down quickly you can quickly and easily get to the right place. Also, if you sign up for our text alert system, you'll have a text message sent to your phone every single day that includes the links to all four of our live stream locations. So yeah, if one goes down, you can check out your phone and you can find a shortened link that will take you where you can continue watching. So again, you text the word freedom to 89517 and you'll get added to that text link. Hey, Max. I'm going to be sending you some texts, FYI, and you do have a caller. It's just thanks to Facebook kicking me out, I have to tell you here that you oh. have a caller. You know how terrible this is? I mean, I can't even get their website to load on my website. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to our tech guy. I was like, did you do anything with the firewall? Did you do anything? And he's like, no, everything's the same. And I have no explanation yeah. for this. This is one of the weirdest shadow ban. I can't say that. I want to say sh I want to say shadow ban, but it I sounds like I you did something. It sounds like you did. Something. I don't even use that except for work. Nothing. It's all it just like for work. So at least that's my claim. Sounds like you did something. Whatever. There you go again. <laughs> so but people hey. are people are down. People are donating lemons. Some some people just have no lemon ability today. I don't know what's going on, but we just got a lot of people donating one lemon. So it is working for some, not working for others. Uh, before we take the call, we'll bring on to the show Jake Frejo back in studio. Um, and then let's go ahead and take this first caller. Um, we have Cooper calling in from Chicago. Cooper, welcome to the show. How's it going, Max? Pretty good. So calling me? us from, oh, okay. yes, we can hear you. Calling us from Chicago. Okay. How's that going? That's correct. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's going well. We spent our Father's Day uh, weekend uh, well, my father spent his weekend listening to his daughter uh, tell the story of how she witnessed um, a shooting right outside of her building. Um, and she lives in a nice area. She lives in the Gold Coast. Um, it's kind of near the loop. Um, I live on the north side. Um, I live in Albany Park. But, yeah, so she walked outside, I guess, to smoke a cigarette or something. And uh, she saw this, this black dude just walk up to a couple just standing on the street and you can look up the shooting if you google it but uh he demanded his car keys from her and or from him and the guy was just like you know what what the hell are you talking about i'm not giving you my keys and then the yeah. guy just takes a gun points at his neck shoots him in the neck and I, I don't i don't really know if he died or not but um i, I last i heard he was in critical condition but it's just kind of crazy because it's now hitting real close to home um and it seems like you know the shootings are you know not just on the south side anymore <laughs> they're really you know coming 
even to the nice areas. So um, yeah, and, and, then and that's usually been in, uh, that's usually been the point that no, Democrats no. have freaked out. That's been the point that Democrats have freaked out when the violence leaves the South Side and starts moving north. That's when they start freaking mm-hmm. out, not to stop the violence, just to put it back on the South Side, back where apparently mm-hmm. it belongs. Um, so, so it has started creeping north. That's usually that usually precedes a pretty big crackdown because as ridiculous mm-hmm. as the Democrats are, at the very least, they, they don't accept shootings in, in downtown Chicago all that often. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, after the shooting, she asked somebody for a lighter, and that, that guy turned to my sister and said, I'm going to come back and pop you. <laughs> so it's like, it's who knows? I mean, she, she might be in danger, but... Uh, you know, it, it sucks. I mean, I just re-signed my lease, and now I'm questioning it because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not sure I want to live in the city anymore. You know, Chicago's a great city, but um, if all this keeps happening, we're going to have to move out. You know. Yeah, I, and, I, I don't uh, blame you. I do. Yeah, I've even like experienced the uh, like the, you know, the black on white like hate as well because I, I sell windows and I showed up to an appointment and there was a a black girl sitting on the porch and I thought it was my client um, and I was like hey does Barbara live here and she refused to respond to me so hmm. it's just really strange the way the media has just created all this racism yeah. Jake any, any questions for our caller uh, no it's, 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 it's not the first uh, story I've heard about people in, in Chicago I uh, Without breaching an NDA, I have son. Uh, there was we had a, a supporter from uh, Veritas, who uh, pretty much, you know, told us that uh, during the the riots of 2020 of the uh, summer of 2020, they had not left their condo for about three months straight. That they had, you know, they were up above watching everything, but uh, it was pretty much a war zone, and it was, uh, you know, it was. Uh, you know the city's burning below and they just they wouldn't leave their 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 condominium so i get it it's mm-hmm. not the first time i've heard this yeah, yeah. there was also a shooting uh, by me during the riot as well so somebody died on the, on the corner like six blocks away but uh yeah i mean i wow. love the city but i think it's time to get wow. out <laughs> but i appreciate yeah, you taking it, my call guys it probably and, is uh, well i hope i hope it gets better for you i i really do and and yeah, it, it's tough signing a lease to get out. But if you're really at the point where you're you're getting worried about your safety, your family's safety, you get you got you got to get out, and you got to just take whatever penalty you got. I, I would I would hate mm-hmm. to to hear that something bad happened to you or anyone for that matter. So I'm I'm sorry that that, mm-hmm. that this is happening to you now. But um, if I was in that position, I would absolutely I would absolutely leave the lease just. Or, or see if I could yeah. sublet it, right? See if you could sublet it or something. Um, doesn't have to be a complete mm-hmm. loss, but uh, I, I feel for you. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's all good, man. But I, I appreciate you taking my call, guys. Love the show. All right. Well, thanks so much, Cooper, for calling in. Lots of people, Jake, really concerned because it's not just – obviously, that caller's from Chicago. So Chicago is exceptionally bad when it comes to violent crime rates. But we just had someone calling from New Mexico, not 
typically the violent crime capital of the United States, saying they've already had six murders where he lives and they're all, we're only halfway through the year. Do you, where do you think this goes? Because Biden's blaming law-abiding gun owners. It seems like the only reason you do that is if you didn't want to fix the problem. Do, do, do you think that there's a tipping point here? I mean, I, I'm seeing it everywhere. Even, even you know, I, I've been out in Colorado for a few weeks and my place in North Carolina, someone texts me and says, there's a gunman on the loose in, 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 in West End. And it's this really nice park that I, when I'm in North Carolina, I take my dog to every day. Apparently, I just read the article. Uh, some guy murdered his, like, wife or his, his grandmother and sister-in-law or something and then left the crime scene. And I think he had an AK-47 and fired off a few rounds at a police station and then ran off into the park. And, you know, they had a shootout in the park next to a really, you know, wow. really exclusive you know neighborhood with good schools and you know there's a there's a firefight in uh, the park by my house so you know i i think it's you know it's going to be commonplace everywhere everywhere i've been it's just going you know the 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 rate of of gun violence is going is going through the roof it is. And we're going to hear from the resident of the Oval Office, the resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue shortly. It looks like they just switched from next up to now starting. We'll begin shortly. Why don't we put up that on the screen, Mr. Producer? Um, the WhiteHouse.gov. Joe Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland will be speaking and blaming gun violence for the rise in violent crime, gun ownership, gun violence for the rise in violent crime. As we covered in the first hour, even if the crime that is increasing has nothing to do with guns, they're still blaming gun violence. That shows you just how they don't really think about this. They don't care, right? Because the media is going to carry the, their water anyway. The media is going to run with it and claim that, oh, yeah, it's gun violence. That's why arsons are up. I mean, it's, 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 it's idiotic. It really is that they think the American people are so stupid that they would blame car thefts, arsons petty theft on gun violence when there's no guns involved. Uh, but it also shows that they aren't actually interested in solving the problem. They're just interested in the scapegoat. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we go back to, you know, other uh, bans of, you know, any anything government has had their hand in, in, in banning anything. We go back to prohibition and, and you know, prohibition was a great failure in itself in that, you know, you ban alcohol. And you then open the door to, you know, give rise to the greatest uh, period of organized crime and, you know, trafficking and, 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 and the violence that followed uh, as a result of it. So, uh, you know, based on historical precedent, we can kind of expect the same thing. So Yeah. Yeah, we can. I um, just want to give a pre brief update to all the Facebook refugees um, go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is downdetector.com. Downdetector.com is reporting a massive spike in people reporting that Facebook is down. So it looks like it isn't an attack on us, but more of just an outage for Facebook, most likely the part of Facebook that deals with live streaming. Um, Sorry, probably they have a gremlin in the works. Well, it was my paranoia. It was me thinking that you had said something that got me banned. So I was just going to go with that. I don't know. And, and, and Josh, I just I sent you an invite over Gmail for a Google Hangout so we can have our chat for callers and stuff and such. 
So go to the Gmail and, and check that out. I, I sent you a message. You. you sent it through Messenger. It says in the email. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, can't, can't uh, by text. Messenger. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can't get into Gmail at all? I, I sent it by text. Looking at it now. I didn't send a link. Okay, whatever. Ch check out your Gmail. I sent you the invite if, if you want to be able to message me about callers coming on. Um, so it, it, it's very clear. We, we talked about the start of the week. The idea that <laughs> white supremacists, white, white extremists, extremist Republicans, extremist conservatives, they're the biggest threat to the country. Now, just a couple days later, they're turning around and saying the, the rise in violent crime is not because of Antifa. It's not because of BLM. It's not because of the riots. It's because of legal gun owners. It's because of gun violence. It's because we don't have enough gun control. They're trying to blame us for everything wrong with the country. They're trying to blame us for every current ailment, for every potential threat. They are setting this up for what my conspiracy side of my brain would say would be the biggest crackdown we've had, the world probably has ever seen. Because you don't do this unless you have an end game. You don't just proclaim that the other side of the aisle is now a terrorist threat if you're not going to do something about it, right? You don't just you don't just say that. You don't say that gun owners are responsible for rising surging violent crime without doing something about it, which is what's very very terrifying. They're blaming us, Jake. They're blaming me, they're blaming you, they're blaming all of our listeners, which is uh it, it makes me really angry. Well, I mean, now would probably be an appropriate time for me to mention that all of my firearms and weaponry were lost in a, in a very unfortunate boating accident. Yes, so. yes, the the many the many deep, uh, the many deep lakes of Colorado, lost lost at sea, yep. lost at sea in Colorado. Um, lots of people are saying that. Lots of people are saying, is it time to hide your guns? I can't speak to that. I mean, it's probably a good idea to hide at least one gun somewhere. You never know what's going to happen. But, I mean, the old adage is if you believe it's time to hide your guns, then it might be time to use your guns, which is a completely different conversation than what we're having right now. But it, it's it's really hard to have that conversation. About, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, bury your guns in your backyard. Well, if you think that that's the way to go, if you think that that's where we're at, then we're in much deeper trouble than just Joe Biden trotting out to the microphone in a couple of minutes and by executive decree declaring that gun violence is a big problem. Mentioned this in the first hour. Let's cover it again for anyone just joining us. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. These are the five executive orders Joe Biden is signing. He's going to stem the flow of firearms used to commit violence, including holding rogue firearm dealers accountable for violating federal laws, likely talking about bona fide gun dealers and also private sellers who will be probably reclassified as gun dealers support local law enforcement with federal tools and resources to help address summer violent crime, not to be confused with spring or autumn or winter violent crime, just the hot, hot, hot summer violent crime. Yes, we're going to defund the police according to the left, but not defund the anti-gun control, the gun control part of the police invest in gun and community violence interventions, red flag laws, and expand programming and helping people leaving um, prison to re-enter society. Those last two parts I don't have a problem with. Um, the bigger part, Jake, that concerns me is this new renewed push in Congress to push through legislation, which is why we are running a fax blast today. Link is in the description. If you want to join the fax blast, stop the executive order, stop the push for legislation. Which of the bills, which of the gun control bills that they're talking about, that the left has always been pushing, which of them have you the most worried? Because 
it, it, it's basically a package that includes everything they've ever wanted. And Joe Biden saying, okay, now is the time to push it through because gun owners are the problem. Which is the one that worries you the most? I, you know, again, a lot of these things I don't pay, t- pay attention to because I find them to be irrelevant. Uh, I, the thing that concerns me most is, is all of these people that have no comprehension of the very bills they're passing. You know, when, you know, they're, they're clips of these people being put on the stand. They can't even identify what an assault rifle is. You know, and then they 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 backtrack. Um, you know, I I I I don't really have an answer to that because I don't really watch it because I, I think all of it. Well, I mean, is... it's it's basically everything they've ever talked about: assault weapons ban, banning any semi-automatic weapon that's possible to hold it in your hand. That's the new definition. Well, we it's, yeah, it's an well, assault we, weapon. We, we, we can see how hand. well it's it's worked in New York. I think within the past year they had a guy. You know, New York, everything outside of pepper spray is is illegal at this point you know new york safe act uh pretty much brought the hammer down on anything that wasn't a double barrel shotgun and uh you know it's it's worked extremely well i think as of the last year there was a guy that popped a guy walking his dog with an m14 in new york city on the upper west side actually not too far from a place that i was a condo i was selling I used to take that street, and I, I saw the security camera footage of this guy uh, just charging at someone with an M14 and fired off a few rounds and clipped some guy that was, you know, late night walking his dog. And then they, you know, found some guy on the A train going downtown with an AK-47 and two fully loaded magazines. And, you know, so I would say that all of the bans and, and legislation are, are working wonders. Yeah, I mean, well, in New York City, obviously, is experiencing their own their own gun violence surge, and they have every gun ban that a Democrat has ever even thought of. You can't carry a gun legally in New York. You, you can't do it. Um, so obviously, there's there's the the gun ban, the assault weapons ban, written by Diane Feinstein. Every ten years, she comes out. She's like a cicada. Every 10 years, she, she comes out of her, her little hidey hole and she brings a, a gun control bill that's worse than the previous time. Yeah, I just called Dianne Feinstein a cicada. She, she might as well be, when it comes to gun control, annoying every 10 years. So there's that bill. There's also the, the universal background check bill, which people say, what's, what's so wrong with that? Well, does the government, should the government know every time a firearm changes hands? Is that information that they could possibly use against us? Yes. So why would we give it to them? That's that's the ultimate question. There's other things like like changing NICs to in, in, uh, to change the number of days that the FBI can conduct a background check for basically giving them up to a month to process an instant background check. If it was instant in 1994 with a fax machine, why would it take a month today with the World Wide Web? There's lots of terrible stuff in these bills. Um, but he's saying now is the time to pass it. Just pass it. Ram it through. Don't even put it through committee. Just put it through an emergency vote. I, I guess not caring or not realizing what happens if all of these people just suddenly believe that they're being targeted. Listen, we've just gotten off of a year of people having their livelihoods ripped from them, right? Small businesses, 30%, last, last number I saw, 30% of all small businesses have closed and will never reopen again. And, and, and I think it's something like slated, uh, you know, moving into by the end of the summer, they're saying up to 60%. Yeah. Will yeah. Not, will it's not, not, it's not getting better. Open. 
It's not getting yeah. better. And and I'm seeing lots of places that I thought were great. They're just going out of business saying, listen, we don't, we're not, it's not going to work. I'm not going to throw the rest of my savings at this. So you have 30% of businesses so far gone, never coming back. Livelihoods have been destroyed. People's entire livelihoods have been destroyed, right? And now you're turning around and saying, okay, well, you're not allowed to put food on the table and you're also not allowed to protect your families. I'm not violent. I'm not, I'm not radical. I'm not trying to talk about calls to violence. But I'll tell you, if you didn't want, if, if you truly believe that conservative extremism was the biggest threat to the country, if that was a true belief, you wouldn't base all of your policies around destroying the lives of, of conservatives, right? If you truly felt that conservatives were the biggest threat we've ever faced, why would you go out of your way to destroy people's lives, their livelihoods, to demonize them and to feel, make them feel like they're being backed into a corner? I just, I just don't get it. Which, which makes me think that they want this to happen, which I, I, I can't wrap my head around that one, why they would want to, to go up against the most heavily armed voting bloc in world history. I, I, don't, I don't know why they're, they're eager to, to go up against that, to, to, to make all of us feel like we're being pushed into a corner, like we have nothing left to live for. I don't know. Because, fun, I mean, fun fact, do you, know, do you know why in World War II, uh, you know, when Pearl Harbor took place, why why the the the, the leading general of the Japanese army said yeah, they did I, not in, invade the United States? Yeah, the the quote is attributed. They've never found it, but yeah, go ahead read read the quote. <clears throat> Something to the degree of that they did not invade the mainland because there was a gun behind every blade of grass yeah. in the country. Yeah, and that was back then. That was back then in the 1940s. Today, there are over 300 million, 300 million guns in this country. 300 million. I mean, if you think there's a gun behind every blade of grass in 19, in the 1940s, I don't even know what you call it today. <laughs> a few more, a few more added on. Yeah, a few, just a, a few more, a, f a few more guns than in 1940. I just, I, I just don't get it. If, if this is what it looks like, for the president of the United States to bring the country together, to literally name drop the other side of the aisle as being the biggest threat this country has ever faced. And that all of the increases in arsons that were, that were committed by Black Lives Matter mobs, that all stemmed from legal gun owners. <laughs> I, I, I laugh, but it, it's beyond depressing because we, we knew this day was going to come. We knew that we'd reach a point where the people we've so-called elected to represent us would turn on us. We knew that day would come, right? Um, I didn't anticipate it come with such fanfare as we're seeing here with CNN putting it up on the screen, how many Americans have died to try and gin up, uh, to gin up more support. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if if even if you go back and look at instances of uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't know if this is something you wanted to bring up, but like the Fast and the Furious, uh, you know, between Obama's State Department with uh, I think it was Eric Holder was in, in charge of uh, Fast and the Furious, the the hypocrisy again, one of the you know resounding themes of the left is is hypocrisy, and then you have the Fast and the Furious, uh, which was a gun walking scandal, and yeah. you know to keep it short essentially the atf i think it was something like 2000 firearms they put out uh they were trying 
you know, this is this is a, a, an absurd uh, procedure to try to find criminals. But they they issued something like two thousand firearms, and they wanted to track where they ended up. And so, I think they ended up recovering something like seven hundred of the two thousand. And then by by the end of the what, whatever you'd call it, operation, one of those or several of those firearms ended up showing up at the scenes of crimes in which federal agents yeah. had been killed. So yeah, uh, they, border they, patrol agent, federal agents. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was they they were monitoring known gang members, known straw purchasers, people who they knew were buying guns for the cartels. They watched them buy guns, and then, according to them, they forgot to confiscate them. They forgot to arrest them. The guns walked, almost all the guns walked across the border, were used to kill a lot of people in Mexico. And then what we found was the guns then walked back into the United States. So they were used to commit crimes in Mexico, and then they were trafficked into the United States. And they, as you mentioned, they were used to kill federal officers, one Border Patrol agent. Um, they were they were found in gang violence in the United States where people were, I believe, at least one was it was a kid or a teenager who was killed by a gun that was connected to the Fast and Furious um, operation. And just for everyone, Fast and Furious, not to be confused with the action packed Vin Diesel movies, Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> not to be confused, um, different operation. We're not talking about those those car movies. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons and one of the one of the suspicions that I've always had was that the Obama administration allowed this to happen to create the narrative that American guns were being trafficked into Mexico and killing, being used to kill innocent Mexican civilians, right? Right. And if who you can prove throwing that, them on the, the streets. Yeah, they, they right. were. So, yeah. but if you can, if you can prove that, then you can use, um, then you can use that as a pretext to crack down on border area purchases, which is what they ended up doing. Right. Even after Fast and Furious, even after it was proven that these guns never would have gotten across the border if the federal government had done its job. After that, they implemented changes in the regulations at the ATF to require that gun stores report to the federal government anytime someone buys more than one, I believe, semi-automatic rifle, more than one handgun. If you buy multiple firearms at once in any southwest border state, you are now reported to the federal government and you are added to a registry. Firearm registries are illegal under federal law, and yet they created this regulation and using Fast and Furious before it became the big scandal it was, using that as the excuse to basically force all Americans who buy more than one gun at a time to be added to some federal registry so the feds can keep an eye on you. Yeah, they'll keep an eye on you, but they're not all that interested in keeping an eye on the known and suspected gang members that they just let walk the guns right into Mexico. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, what what else? Basically, when, when, shooting when, it over to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, I, I, it's 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 all hypocrisy. And uh, I, you know, as a, I, I got I got out of New York, you know, I had a bunch of weaponry in New York, and then they passed the Safe Act, and you know, I I've seen in the past ten years. I think when was the Safe Act passed? I think that it was right after the Newtown shooting. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It was twenty thirteen. Then it, I mean, you know, the crime, the crime and quality of life of New York has, has gone out the window. And, you know, the idea, again, this is the, the great irony of it, is that the idea of, you know, banning something, making it effective, 
you know, it, it, it's, it's always been the inverse, historically speaking. So once again, it brings uh, to mind that there is an ulterior motive to this. And I, I think ultimately it is to, you know, have the population at a, at a point of not, you know, w- with the inability to defend themselves. And I'd, I'd love, I think when, when they passed the SAFE Act, something like 70 or it was the amount of felonies that took place overnight, they gave you 90 days. So, so if you're not, you know, if you're not from New York, so you probably don't really understand the SAFE Act, but if you had no, an I, AR-15. I, 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 I lived in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey in, in when that was happening. So I, I know, I know it, about the, the SAFE Act, yeah. If you had an AR-15, you had something like 90 days mm-hmm. once, and the, 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 you know, the passage of the SAFE Act was overnight. And I had just sold my M1A1, which is like civilian model M14. I was going to buy a SCAR. And within that week interlude, everything was banned. And so then you had a, a window of 90 days to take whatever existing weapons you had and then go to – you had to take the firearm to the nearest sheriff's department, register it with them, along with all of the modifications to make it yeah. legal – had to be done and approved and, and signed off by and they take your your information they 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 take your address as to where the gun was being kept and so for an ar-15 you could not have any kind of muzzle attachment to it you could not have a foregrip any of the magazines that you have for the weapon had to be modified to either permanently modified so you have to take like a you know a, a metal a metal 30 round mag and weld it mm-hmm. with a bar in it to keep it under 10 rounds or seven rounds yeah and then if you had a you know you had to have a thumb hole stock which is some like really well, no dumb. the thumb hole stocks were banned the thumb hole stocks were banned it had to look like this go ahead put up my screen mr producer this is what a safe act ar-15 had to look like um we got that josh pulling up my screen this is what a safe act looks like if you had a thumb stock where yeah. where it was actually where the grip was actually connected to that buffer tube that's not allowed. So it has to be a separate stock other than uh, disconnect from the buffer tube. Which you look at that. I mean, th- that's tell so me, incredibly stupid. Tell it's me not how, how that has any, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't diminishing effect on what you can do with that weapon. None. There's no, none. It doesn't. And so, it doesn't. You, you know, you had to you had to show these modifications. And if not, if you did not do that, something close to a, they said something like a million New Yorkers overnight became felons because of you know, the numbers yeah. they had in the books as to what had been, you know, owned in New York, uh, you know, would, would n- no one complied with it. So it's, it was so immediate. It was so, you know, overnight that they essentially via uh, signing on some legislation made everyone a criminal overnight. Yeah. So let's see yeah. what happens when they try it on a, a national level. Yeah. I, I, I hope we don't see it because if they try this, it's not going to go well for them. It's not going to go well for anyone. And as I've said on the podcast lots, lots of times, I have two kids, two young kids. I don't want to go fight in a civil war. I'm not interested in that. But the truth of the matter is every American male under the age of, I believe, either 45 or 35, 45, you're technically under the federal law, a member of the unregulated militia. So if called upon, you are expected to take a firearm of your own personal collection that's suitable for militia service to go and defend the United States Constitution hasn't been happened in a very long time. But technically, we all are part of it. And if you're a member of the military, you're a veteran, then it, 
you're, you're a little older and women, you have to be um, a veteran or, or someone in the National Guard to be called up for that kind of service. There's a quote from an old case, not that old, right around the time of, of, of the Sandy Hook shooting. Silvira v. Lockyer. Go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This was a Ninth Circuit case. Actually, no, it was from 2013, 2003, off by 10 years. And this was a dissent that Judge Kaczynski wrote. And it's so powerful, I want to read it for everyone right now because you got to look at what's happening in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden's going to be taking the stage any moment. Hopefully, we can cover a little bit, some of it, before we have to go off the air. But what we're witnessing now, and the, the, the key line is, it is a mistake a free people only get to make once. So this is the passage from that. All too many of the other great tragedies of history, Stalin's atrocities, the killing fields of Cambodia, the Holocaust, to name a few, were perpetrated by armed troops against unarmed populations. Many could well have been avoided or mitigated had the perpetrators known their intended victims were equipped with a rifle and 20 bullets apiece, and the Militia Act required here. If a few hundred Jewish fighters in the Warsaw Ghetto could hold off the Wehrmacht for almost a month, with only a handful of weapons, six million Jews armed with rifles could not could not so easily have been herded into cattle cars. My excellent colleagues have re- forgotten these bitter lessons of history. The prospect of tyranny may not grab the headlines the way vivid stories of gun crime routinely do, but few saw the Third Reich coming until it was too late. The Second Amendment is a doomsday provision, one designed for those exceptionally rare circumstances where all other rights have failed where the government refuses to stand for re-election and silences those who protest, where courts have lost the courage to oppose or can find no, no one to enforce their decrees. However improbable these contingencies may seem today, facing them unprepared is a mistake a free people get to make only once. And then he goes on to say, fortunately, the founders knew this would happen and they gave us our right to keep and bear arms. Keep, Second Amendment's not about hunting. It's not even really about shooting someone if they break into your house late at night. The Second Amendment is to ensure that the, the federal government does not hold a monopoly on the use of force. That if the federal government descends into tyranny, a free people will never become a subjugated people and will be able to fight back. The people who ratified the Second Amendment had just won a war for independence on the back of the militia, not the regulars. The regulars didn't win the war, no matter what any history professor wants to tell you. Right? It wasn't the regulars that won the war, though they did do a lot. The militia were the backbone of the Continental Army, and they wouldn't have given, enshrined the right to keep bear arms in the Constitution if they didn't feel it was important. So when you watch Joe Biden later today stand up there and blame gun violence for the rise of, of violent crime, when the founders would have wanted you to keep and bear arms to protect yourself precisely from that violence. Just recognize how out of touch Joe Biden is with our founding documents, our founding principles, and recognize that if we don't resist this and fight back, as that dissent so eloquently put, this is a mistake a free people only get to make once. Don't take that risk. I, I always like the go-to defense or argument in, in uh, you know against the second amendment is usually well you know the founding fathers you know didn't envision semi automatic you know AR15s or anything beyond a musket and it's like you know proportionalize it to the government at the time they you know did they also envision the military industrial complex within this country having laser guided missiles and drone swarms yeah. so 
it's uh history repeats itself and uh you know we're we're going to see we're going to see the evolution of that yeah i mean the other side of it is is like well what you always hear this from gun control advocates why do you need uh, a firearm when the government has nuclear weapons we hear that from the likes of people like eric swalwell who who joke openly joke about thermonuclear war against his political opponents um obviously anyone who thinks that hasn't looked at Afghanistan, they haven't looked at Vietnam, they haven't looked at any of the great insurgencies. And I'm talking about great as in like they're fabulous, like successful insurgencies where a bunch of goat herders with rusty AK-47s, 40-year-old AK-47s can beat back the most powerful militaries on earth. There's a reason that they call Afghanistan the uh, an empire's graveland, a great graveyard. Every major empire has tried to take over Afghanistan, and those damn goat herders with 50-plus-year-old technology have fought them back every single time. You don't need a nuclear weapon to win an insurgency. Um, they're just – people who say that are just – they're not – obviously, obviously not students of history. Mr. Producer, let's check in with President Biden's video. Has it, Let's see if it started yet. Not started yet. We'll begin shortly. Joe Biden is getting his applesauce. He, he lost his way. <laughs> He lost his yes. way onto the podium, I guess. He he's taking his his dose of of amphetamine, some kind of stimulant, to try and prop him up, and it, apparently it takes thirty minutes to digest it. So he's just gonna take his sweet time, and he'll get up there when he's ready. He's just a, he's a little sleepy right now. They gotta they gotta pop him up. What we expect from Joe Biden is uh, sign him to sign executive orders allowing empowering the ATF to go after gun owners, gun sellers. Um, this is the crazy part. Jake, they're taking the COVID relief money, the money that they said had to go to fighting the pandemic, and they're letting police departments use it to fight gun violence. So all of this money that they said was so urgent, the very money that had to be printed, right? I mean, all this inflation that we're seeing right now, it's not entirely caused, but it's majority caused by the massive out of control government spending and the printing by the Fed. They printed all of this money to save us from coronavirus. And now Joe Biden swooping in saying, oh, well, you're allowed to use it to fight gun violence, too. So but next I, time, next time you go to buy something, you realize it's more expensive. No, partially because Joe Biden wanted to launder that money. I thought if you got rid of the police, the violence would stop, though. Yeah. It's so hard thought. to keep track of everything. All the, you know, the continuous. Well, they still want to defund the police, just not the gun control part of the police. Right. <laughs> they, they, they want to get rid of the police, but they still want the thugs and the jackboots to, to take away your guns. They still want that. That's the policing they like. They don't like the stopping the robberies, <laughs> the st solving the murders. They don't like that part. They just like disarming the American people. That's I mean, look, all they're really interested in. It's, it's funny when you look at the, you know, the rates of gun violence and they're always, you know, right in the heart of, of, of democratically run cities. And, you know, it, it, it if, if you were to empower these communities, many of them being inner city communities, you know, the idea of me going to rob you and me, it's like a, you know, it's like shootings taking place in, in gun free zones. If if I were an inner city resident and knew that, well, you know, I want to rob this guy, but there's a good chance he's carrying a gun, so I probably won't. Uh, you know, there's a there's a reason criminals are criminals for a reason, you know, because they don't care about the laws. And uh, it's it's uh, it's very entertaining. What's what's also very entertaining, as as we're winding down this hour, um, 
have to also mention this podcast is brought to you by Berna HD. Berna HD, proud sponsor of the show. The Berna HD, Berna Technologies is the leader in non-lethal self-defense category, and their Live Safe motto is to provide consumers with an affordable device. The Berna HD starts at $359, and it allows you to protect yourself without having to take a life. Burn HD is not a firearm, but it's an incredibly powerful and effective self-defense device that uses pepper, pepper and gas, kinetic hard plastic projectiles that will subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes, giving its user enough time to escape. With an effective range of 66 feet, the Burn HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns that have an effective range of 10 feet or less. Currently adopted by law enforcement and private security firms across the U.S. to de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to lethal means, over 50,000 consumers across the country have chosen Berna HD as their self-defense option. Sean Hattie, a loyal customer, has featured Berna HD on his show many times, non-paid, and describes his experience as a Berna HD owner as saying, quote, I've been telling people I recently purchased the Berna HD. You hit someone with it and it instantly stops them but doesn't kill them. So make sure you go to their website, Berna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com, and use promo code CONSERVATIVE10, CONSERVATIVE10, and you get 10% discount off your purchase. Cannot be combined with any other special offers or bundles. Again, that's Burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com. And use promo code CONSERVATIVE10 to receive a 10% discount on your purchase. Also, got to remember, um, I, I think we missed it with all the Facebook going on. But we're also sponsored by We The People Holsters. Have to mention that. We The People Holsters, you look at what's going on around you. Now is the time. If you have not already done so, to learn how to conceal carry, take the class if your state requires it. Even if your state doesn't require it, please do take the course. Learn how to protect yourself. Learn, learn the ins and outs of your state's laws when it comes to conceal carry and carry on a daily basis. We the People Holsters, 100% made in the United States. How many times do you hear that nowadays? They have a thousand different configurations to choose from. You send in your you tell them what kind of gun you carry, and they will give you a custom molded holster that will fit your gun. A smooth draw guaranteed. If you don't like the draw, if it sticks or if it's tight or whatever, tell them, send it back. They'll send you a new one. That is their guarantee. Again, thousands of different configurations to choose from, plus a, a section of custom printed holsters like the one I got with the We the People and American flag on it, including a line of real tree camouflage. So if you're a hunter and you use real tree camouflage, Great option there. While you're there, make sure you check out their bacon jerky. Yeah, I said that bacon jerky. Their line of patriotic t-shirts and their new EDC tactical gun belt, all of which is 100% manufactured in the United States. So show your support for our show and this great American company by going to wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD right now. And if you use promo code CD10, you'll get $10 off your order, not 10%, $10. You buy a holster for $40, use promo code CD10, bam, it's a $30 holster. I, I dare anyone to find a, a custom hand, uh, Made in America holster for $30. So again, that's wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD, wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD, and then use promo code CD10 to get your $10 off. Still no word from Joe Biden. I don't know if we're going to – he's obviously very sleepy today. Not sure if we're going to make it to him. So, so let me ask you this, Max, to fill in the void of, of uh, his you know non-appearance. What – what do you envision the bill entailing? And, and I guess ultimately, how effective is the bill when you have all of these states, you know, negating anything that's coming down from a federal level and instituting things like well, constitutional carry? Is it yeah. all grandstanding or do you think? You it's know, not. 
so constitutional carry, very important. Constitutional carry is a, is a state's rights issue. Um, I 100% endorse that. Um, the challenge you're going to see from states that are coming down with legislation saying all federal gun control is null and void here. The problem you're going to get with that is that the federal government, specifically Congress, has enacted gun control using their um, the, the Interstate Commerce Clause. So this is the part of the Constitution that allows Congress to regulate commerce between the states. So well, how does that how does that make sense? Well, if you have a firearm manufactured in Ma- Massachusetts, as an example, that then gets sold to a distributor in Ohio, that can get shipped to a gun store in Florida, and someone online from Nevada buys it and it ships it to Nevada. Well, that gun is 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 they're engaging in interstate commerce. So Congress has basically carved out their gun control powers using the interstate commerce clause. Other states have tried to chip away at that by saying if a gun is made entirely within one state and sold only to people within that state, this shouldn't be it should be void, which is an interesting argument. But what the federal government says and the judges have, have agreed and tossed those cases out, what the federal government says is that just by putting something on the market for sale, even if it's made in one state and only for sale in one state, putting it on the market in our in our interconnected economy today um, it still counts as interstate commerce, which is which is weird. If if some back backlands gun store in the middle of nowhere in I don't know in Louisiana in some marshy area of Louisiana, some little shack guy has an FFL, he's selling a firearm and he's selling it to his neighbor down the road. The act of putting it for sale, the federal government says, is interstate commerce because technically anyone could have wandered down that road and bought it. Um, so they're going to have a hard time with it because so, so the of idea the, way gun crap. the the idea is that you will ultimately be narrowed down in your options as to what you can purchase. I, this is, I, yeah. I'm asking you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm in, you know, I'm in North Carolina. I have to find a gun that is manufactured in North Carolina. Well, no, that, that wouldn't stand that, that, I mean, the States have tried that and they've lost, they've lost. So, so the, the whole argument that federal gun control won't apply in certain States just because they say it won't apply. It, it doesn't work because the, the power that Congress has used to enact that gun control is the interstate commerce clause. So a state can't just say, well, I don't like how Congress is regulating interstate commerce. Um, so th- those efforts, like if North Carolina said all gun control, all new federal gun control is void, we're not going to enforce it. Yeah, they don't have to enforce it, but they, they don't have the legal or constitutional authority to stop the federal government from doing it. That's the challenge. That's that that's the rub. But these bills, yeah, that's what they're they're talking about. Literally stopping you from buying certain kinds of guns based on what kind of attachments they have. Um, part of the assault weapons ban, the cicada, Diane Feinstein, one of her provisions is it would ban it would ban a handgun if it's too heavy. So like they're, they're talking about banning based on the weight of the gun, going after like a desert eagle, like a fifty so, yeah, caliber say, desert sorry, eagle. No, does good good thing I lost mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're quite literally trying to stop you from buying certain guns and they have a whole list. It's like four or five pages long of all the guns that they're okay with you owning. They all happen to be very old, like lever action guns, bolt action guns. Musket. Um, they're okay with you. Yeah. They're okay with you owning them for now. Um, but the whole, the whole idea is ban the guns that they don't like. If you currently own them, force you to register them and then use that registration to eventually confiscate them. That's that's their angle. That's kind of a three-step process. And we are right now going down that slippery slope. Yeah, you, uh, you're, a te- slope. You're, you're a Texan, so you, I, I think you guys ended up catching most of the, you know, the fleeing companies from New York. But after they passed the SAFE Act, 
I think they, the Winchester and Remington, who had, had you know employed thousands of of New Yorkers, fled the state. They they moved their yeah. operations to Texas. I, I think if I'm if I'm correct, I I, I, I think they moved to. I forget where they ended up. There were a couple. But they got states the hell out of New at. York. Yeah, and, yeah of uh, course. You know, of course. I mean, Cuomo can you blame them for that one? Yeah, you know, they made it you impossible. Can't blame them. And and New York turned around and to anyone who knows the shocked Pikachu meme, which is a, they were shocked. Like, what, what do you mean you're leaving New York? Well, you just right. outlawed our our leading lines of firearms. Yeah, we're not gonna build. We can't build them here, so we have to leave. And New York was like, no, you can stay. And they're like, no, we can't. You just outlawed our entire business model. We're not allowed to build these or sell these here. And, and um, it was so, it was it was really like one of the last industrial occupations left in in anything north of, the, of New York City. I mean, you know, when when people think of New York, they think of, you know, Manhattan and Brooklyn. But I mean, New York is a vast state. Upstate New York is huge, and, and as a New Yorker myself, to see the repetition of destruction to industrial business and everything. I mean. Uh, everything north of the panhandle of New York is is like Poughkeepsie and everything north of that Cairo. I mean, they're all just desolate, you know, unemployed, uh, you know, very little opportunity. You know, everything north of that is 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 pretty much a ghost town in terms of opportunity. And yeah, it, it, it's it's not all that surprising. Gammy Sparkles is happy. I mentioned Pikachu. She says she liked Charmander. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> as a little as a little aside, um, yeah. I mean, th- this is what happens when you th- they never quite think through the consequences of their actions, or, or they maybe think they do for some reason, or maybe they do, and yeah. that's the ultimate. You know, that's yeah. the ultimate goal they have in mind. Uh, how yeah. you take something over, you strangle it to death. You know, if I yeah. If I if I want to buy your car, I'm gonna I'm gonna hardball you on every little chip on it. So if you want to take over, yeah. you want to take over an economy. It's not best for it to be performing at its at its best. So yeah, you know, I, I, I wish more people could see see that uh, that intent. Before we end the show for the hour, it doesn't look like Joe Biden is going to be here for a while. I, maybe he crapped himself. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> a- anything could have happened at this point. Um, as we wrap up the show, he will be speaking eventually, we're told. Um, or they're just going to say he signed it, no press. That, that's also a possibility. I want to mention this because they're pu- the Democrats want to push David Shipman through. He is Biden's nominee to lead the ATF. He is as radical of an anti-gunner as it gets. 25 years in the ATF, his, one of his first jobs out of the ATF was to become a gun control lobbyist. Imagine how radical someone is when they work in government in a position where they're supposed to be respecting people's Second Amendment rights and their first job out of government is to try and take them away. He is now facing a new scandal. Let's go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. On, the, on information and belief, the ATF took several disciplinary actions against David H. Chipman. On information and belief, complaints were filed against David H. Chipman while he was an agent in Detroit and involved allegations of professionally impermissible statements alleging inability of minority agents to succeed on standard examinations without cheating. Ugh. I'll, I'll put that in non-legalese. So he's, he, he, said, he said the minorities are less capable than yep. us. 
He said David H. Chipman essentially hmm. taking out the legalese said, if you're a black ATF agent, the only way you can pass your examination to stay being an agent is by cheating. And this is Joe Biden's Sounds nominee. Racist. So not all. Yeah, he's a racist. The heart of all gun control is racism. We wouldn't have gun control if there weren't racist Democrats back in the day who wanted to stop black, freed blacks from owning guns. That's the heart of gun control. Um, so, yeah, not only is he unconstitutional to the very core, he also happens to be a racist. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to go. Can the Democrats vote for a racist? Can they? I thought this, I, I thought this requires cancellation. Yeah, I mean, even if you look, uh, you know, it's a side note, but like it's 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 it's, it's all projection. Uh, you, you saw that video that came out about uh, DNC, you know, superstar uh, Billy Billy Eilish, I think. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, someone saying released, bad things about someone Asians, released a video of her mocking Asians. You know, she was speaking gibberish, mocking Asians, and then I think she actually dropped a, a derogatory term to the Asian community. And now, you know, if I were to say that, I would be dragged behind a car in the streets and never be able yeah. to, I wouldn't even be able to work at a Dunkin' Donuts. But her, she says, oh, that was from a younger time period in my life. You know, it's not me. Yeah. And she gets out of it. So it's, it's, it's she wonderful. Out of it. yeah. Well, as long as you're connected, well connected, the response to that, I don't know if you've ever seen the old South Park episode after the BP oil spill. Uh, we're sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I said those racist things. They just accept the apology. They just accept the apology. So it doesn't it's look like anything's going to happen me. to her. Not the same for no, you and me. No, not the same. We'd be tarred and feathered and, and, and uh, yeah. you know, any we'd be, opportunity. We'd be, be, be dead before the body even hit the floor. Yep. Well, so Joe Biden, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to cover it. <laughs> Classic Joe Biden. We plan a podcast around him giving a gun control speech. We lay it all out. We explain how it's going to go, what he's going to do, why it's terrible. And he doesn't even have the decency to show up. He's a half an hour late. So if you feel so inclined, you can watch it, I guess. I'm not, we're not going to stream it because, frankly, maybe if we don't stream it, it'll be like it didn't happen. But he's about to sign five executive orders to combat gun violence, blaming gun violence for the rise in violent crime, even in the cases of crimes that do not involve guns. Apparently, guns are responsible for arson now, not BLM mobs, guns. So I, I think they should go full full UK and, and, and you know ban knives because the majority of crimes next. violent crimes Don't are joke. committed by knives. Uh, did Don't you joke. know like it's, it's, it's next. if you have a butter knife on you in the UK, yep. you you it's it's something as you know significant as a, a misdemeanor or felony here. So Yeah, if you have a knife, if you are a tradesman, if you are I, I saw one case of a guy who's a sheetrocker and he had a sheetrocking knife. And he got stopped on the way to a job, and he they apparently didn't believe him. So eventually he got released because, yeah, he's a sheetrocker. He needs a sheetrocking knife. But the police thought he was apparently going to go stab people with a sheetrocking knife, which uh, it wouldn't be an easy thing to do, that's right. for sure. And, but, yeah. uh, and, and based on everything we see coming out of Europe, it's really helped curb the, 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 you know, the, the crime taking place. You know, all the stabbing. Oh, yeah, no. Again, decapitations and stuff. The, the violent crime has nothing to do with the the r rapid, unchecked um, migration of third world refugees. Nothing to do. It has to do with knives. I mean, that, that's butter knives. That's the problem. Same here. Has nothing to do with BLMers being allowed to riot and loot and pillage in the streets for an entire summer. That has nothing to do with the rising violent crime rate. Just like defund the police apparently has nothing to do with it. Um, it all happens to be American gun owners and, and, and gun ownership in general. Before we lost our Facebook stream, we had a poll up 
What is responsible for the surge in violent crime? 69% said leftist violence, 31% blamed defund the police, and 0% agreed with Joe Biden and blamed law-abiding gun owners. So we'll keep an eye on Joe Biden's press conference. If he says anything interesting or makes news or falls asleep or craps himself on air, we will cover it tomorrow. But until then, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio version of the podcast. We're talking with um, one caller earlier. He says he works all the time can't watch live so he listens to the audio version after the fact subscribe on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify pandora iHeartRadio, radio tune in podbean links are all in the description even if you watch us live please do subscribe please do download the audio version so we can prove the numbers to our advertisers that is how we are able to pay for the show so and again our advertisers we the people holsters great product i love it i use it with my 1911 when i'm carrying around the house or outdoors also burn an hd non-lethal firearm uh, weapon option both links are in the description please do consider um consider becoming a customer of theirs help support them and help support us as well that's gonna be it for this edition of the podcast my name is max mcguire my name is jake frejo and remember everyone that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet but the, the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together <laughs>